Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. And this is my interview with the writer and director for Not Okay, Quinn Shepard. Danny. Yeah. Had a chance to read that article you sent me. What'd you think? You don't feel like it comes off a little tone deaf? Offensive, even. I don't feel like you take me seriously as a writer. That's because you're not a writer. You're a photo editor. Okay. Have you ever wanted to be noticed so badly? Hey, Mom. You want to hang out tonight? Oh. You didn't even care what it was for. Colin. Oh, shit. What up, honey? Danny, from work. Danny. Yo, Colin. I love your videos, man. Thanks, B. So what are you? I'm a writer. I'm looking to develop my work by traveling. Going to Paris for it. Shit. Hey, get picks. I'm gonna get lots of picks. Yeah, I'll throw them all up on the gram. Right. Shit. Hey, Mom! I got invited to a writer's retreat in Paris. Yes, really. Starting my morning right. Now, where's my baguette? have some breaking news at this hour. A string of terrorist attacks struck Paris this morning, leaving dozens dead and many more injured. Flight 2677 now arriving. Danny? Danny? She's okay! We are here with the girl of the moment. You've been blowing up our Insta feed. Speaking of bombings. Really glad you're not dead. Me too. Isn't she so strong, everybody? Oh my god, you're the girl from the Paris attacks. Let's not forget the signature red beret. Hi, I'm Danny. Rowan, welcome to group. We're all survivors here. Do you want to share? (laughs) You're not okay, that's okay. The internet likes to turn victims into villains. Oh, doesn't seem to be happening to me. You should be prepared if it does. We need to talk. Be careful what you wish for. So what, are we supposed to feel bad for you? Quinn, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about your new film, Not Okay. Uh, First, I want to ask about the connection between this film and your previous film blame, which I also thought had a very uh, great look at a young person's mind going through uh, obviously certain troubles and anxieties. And this is a really exciting time, not just in your career, but I imagine in your life. Uh, What is it about these characters that uh, draws you into them? And uh, can you talk about those connections between those two films? Yeah. Um, Well, I've always honestly just told very personal stories that mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think as a writer, I'm, I usually, my, my favorite scripts that I've written have been things that just come out of 
like where my headspace is at the time that I'm writing them. Blame was something that I wrote when I was in high school, actually, and like reflected a lot of how I saw the world and how I was like male affirmation and kind of trying to fit myself into archetypes growing up as an actor. And it, it was how I dealt with a lot of that through that film. And then with Not Okay, it was something that I started writing in 2018. Honestly, I was feeling really like angry and overwhelmed about like the state of the world and politics and like the rise in violence across the US. And then also I was like next to those headlines on my phone, I was always seeing like influencer ads and like they're, you know, you'd like tap past like the worst news you've ever seen. And it's like somebody's vacation photos. And it was like this very detached like cognitive dissonance of the world that I was feeling that I really wanted to talk about and capture in a story. And so the concept for Not Okay came to me through that. And it, it was something I was honestly writing just to cope with how I saw the world at that time and like what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thread is just, I, I love to provoke audiences a bit. I like to have characters that exist in like uncomfortable gray areas of morality because I think it's interesting to kind of prod at an audience and force them to confront stuff in themselves. So I think that's, I, even though the movies are really different, I think that's a thread between both films. And I imagine too that this one also holds a special significance as well uh, because your fiance, Nadia Alexander, is uh, a part of the, the cast here. And uh, did she propose to you during shooting? Was it, uh, or was it after shooting was completed? Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. It was our last day of shooting at uh. RAP. Um, it was so sweet. It was on the link bridge. It was like romantic and she recruited all the like cast and crew to be a part of it. So everybody was there and it was like, it was just so much fun. Yeah, she's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I thought she was great in blame as well. So I look forward to seeing hopefully more collaborations between the two of you in the future. Uh, talk to me about Zoe because the thing about this character that I love so much, uh, Danny Sanders, is that you come right out and say it in the very beginning that this is not a likable person, like be warned. And I think that that's uh, very interesting because you're asking your audience to follow someone that uh, is not going to be a protagonist that we're necessarily rooting for, but hopefully we can understand. Can you tell me about how Zoe was able to unearth those qualities in Danny uh, to make her a character that we could understand, even if we didn't necessarily like her? Yeah. Zoe is, I think, an actress who really is excited by and gravitates towards male characters that are not traditional and are not just like 
the rom-com love interest. Like she has such a great resume of playing these kind of provocative, unlikable characters. And so it was immediately a click for us when we met. Um, we got on so well. And I love like she had such a similar vision of Danny and of the film as I did, which was that simultaneously she could see like she sympathized with Danny and she understood why she did what she did, but she also felt like we couldn't pull any punches in the she was portrayed because we really needed to hone in on exactly that like razor sharp satire tone and exactly the commentary that yeah the like opening of the film kind of represents which is really understanding where the film aligns on her actions um and I think for Zoe while we were shooting she had to really I mean sort of no one thinks they're the villain of their own story and Danny Sanders certainly has no idea that she is and I think that for Zoe during shooting, she had to really like defend Danny and feel that she was completely deserving of redemption in order to like lock into that character and be able to be authentic. And I think that's why the performance feels so grounded. Um, but now it's funny because now she's like, now that I've walked away and had a year and watched the movie, I have different feelings about some of her actions. Uh, another uh, person in this movie who along with this and her performance in Don't Make Me Go is just blowing me away this year is Mia Isaac. How did you find her? Because I, I just like, I'm really in awe of her talent and I love the volcanic energy that she just like brings to um, her character uh, Rowan in this movie. Uh, I just want to know a little bit more about about her because she's so new on the scene and like how did she come onto the project and what was it like working with her? Mia is incredible. I mean, I think the movie, her performance in the film speaks for itself. She, yeah. uh, I had never heard of her before she auditioned for the film. We had been talking to agents for a long time about who might be able to play Rowan. And, you know, we were like, who are we going to find? Who's it going to be? Luckily, Searchlight was really supportive of it being kind of, it could be anyone from a discovery to a name. And honestly, as soon as I saw Mia's tape, I just knew, like, she was exactly how I pictured the character character it was yes volcanic is like the perfect word it was this like fire and passion and genuine like pain and love and it is so much that she just holds inside of her that it just all came through in in her very first tape and I just absolutely knew that she was Rowan um and she's also like she's so kind and and such a sweet like lovely human being and it was only her second project that she's ever done as an actress and she was 17 when we shot so yeah it's always like an honor to get to work with somebody who you know is going to be really like so famous and successful at like the very start of their career and it's i don't know it's very exciting as a director totally uh and speaking of directing here you mentioned you know the sharp satire in this movie there's also i think a propulsive energy to the filmmaking in terms of the editing and the way the camera moves can you talk about some cinematic influences that you look towards to capture the right tone of not okay you've watched them in unforgettable adventures love affairs and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.
Yeah. Um, well, we, I love talking about, uh, films that impacted me growing up. I mean, I think a big one cinematically that I talked about with my uh, director of photography was I, Tanya, just the way that the camera moves in that and like the really fast editing. American Animals, I think is a great film. Uh, and then totally just in the satire world, like Nightcrawler and Network and uh, Sorry to Bother You is a big cinematic influence for me. My DP also shot Blind Spotting, which is one of my favorite films. Uh, I honestly, I could like list movies sure. forever, but yeah, it, that, that propulsive and sort of symmetrical style was something that I wanted because I wanted it to reflect the way that Danny like moved through the world, always feeling like the center of attention. And so the, the way that I, there's a lot of like perfectly symmetrical framing in the movie and like mm -hmm. very much a wide angle, like it's all on Danny. And then as she becomes conscious of Rowan, it, that sort of gets disrupted because she sort of recognizes there's another person in the world besides herself. So it was fun to play with the cinematography in that way with Robbie Baumgartner, my DP. And then my editor, Molly Goldstein and I, we honestly just had such a blast. The screens were like a fascinatingly complicated part of making the movie and like the amount of screen content. But it's also fun because you could like get really experimental with how to edit it and how to pace it with like the flashes to Twitter and like how close we would be. So we really had a lot of fun editing great and then uh i just want to know we always like to wrap up our interviews by asking everybody what they have upcoming next if you're allowed to say that is uh we are very excited to see what you have uh, upcoming in the future I appreciate it. I have a, a new project with Hulu that unfortunately I cannot name yet, but it is going to be announced in the coming weeks. It's a limited series with Hulu is all I can say at the moment. And I'm, it's really exciting. It's very different from Not Okay, but I still think I'm excited for you, for everyone to hear about. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about Not Okay coming to Hulu on July 29th, uh, where everybody will be able to stream it and catch it. Quinn, best of luck to you, and thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the chat. Take care. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the writer and director for the film Not Okay, Quinn Shepard, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Not Okay is currently streaming on Hulu. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present, 
If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.